Proverbs chapter number 4, and we're going to be looking at verse number 7. Proverbs chapter 4, and verse number 7. We're going to continue our series that we've been going through uh, for the last uh, few weeks on discovering your destiny, how it is that we are to discover the purpose for why God created us. What is his plan for our lives? And we've, we've really talked about the fact that God has a specific plan for each and every one of us. It's a plan that is tailor-made for you. Right? The abilities that you have, the talents that you have, uh, the, the situation that you're in, the friends that you've had, the experiences that you have are all for a specific plan that God has for you. And so uh, we, we talked about if we're going to do that, if we're going to find what God's plan for us, if we're going to live out that purpose, we're going to have to have some things in our lives. We said that the first tool that we're going to have to have in our life is a serious mind. We said without a serious mind or a sober mind, there's, there's no way that we're going to be able to find God's will for our life. And then we said that uh, we not only have to have a serious mind, we said a pure heart. Without a pure heart, we're not going to be sensitive to the Word of God and to what God is leading us to do. We said we need to have a right uh, heart, a pure heart. Then we talked about last week a courageous spirit, and that is the spirit that says, I'm going to move forward when God calls me to go forward. And, uh, and we talked about how, how difficult that can be sometimes, and, and sometimes God tells us to do something, commands us to move in a certain direction that we don't really fully understand why. And yet, in a spirit of obedience with a courageous spirit, we go by faith moving forward thinking God will supply, God will show us uh, why it is that he's calling us to do this and God will be with us. And we, we talked about that last week. Well, this week we're going to talk about the fourth tool that you need, and that is uh, it, God's wisdom. If you're going to make the right decisions, if you're going to find God's will in your life, you're going to have to have God's wisdom. Now listen to what Proverbs chapter number four, verse number seven says. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. This evening, if we're going to find a way to live out God's purpose in our life, we're going to have to ha get wisdom in our life. The Bible says the principal thing is wisdom, so get wisdom. But how do we do that? What is wisdom? Where do we get it? How do we know when we have it? Well, that's what we want to talk about tonight. Now, how many of you guys have ever played, uh, uh, gone to McDonald's when they're doing the Monopoly game? Has anybody... Uh, done that. Everybody remember just me and Joey. Nobody else has played the little Monopoly game that you peel off at McDonald's. How old are we, Joey? Okay. Um, so uh, McDonald's used to do that, where you would peel off. You'd, you'd go and you'd buy a combo and uh, whatever it is, you know, number one or number two. And and on the drink they had these little stickers of Monopoly. On the French fries they had the Monopoly sticker. Okay, everybody's remembering this. Okay, great. I'm not the only one. See, Joey, we're not that old. All right. So uh, in that. In that game, you know, you're always trying to get like all three of the colors or the most expensive one is Boardwalk and Park Place. Now, has anybody ever gotten Boardwalk or Park Place? Has anybody got one of those? I have. Mr. Jason has. Nobody else in here has ever had like a Park Place or a board. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I remember the first time I got Park Place. 
All I needed was boardwalk and I get a million dollars. I don't know how much McDonald's I ate that year. And it was, uh, it was in a, a year that I, I was in college. And I remember getting Park Place. I put it in my wallet and I just said, man, if I could just get boardwalk. Man, if I could just get boardwalk, it's going to take care of a lot of things. I made a million dollars. That's all I got to get. Just get boardwalk. And I remember buying combos and just every time ripping the sticker. And I mean, if it said you win a free sandwich, I was like, who wants a free sandwich? I want boardwalk. You know, I want the million dollars. But you know, the chances of that are so slim. And I think that McDonald's, when they do these marketing ideas, they they must have in mind, have you ever seen any like the winter Texans eat uh, during, the, during that time? They'll go to McDonald's early in the morning. Most of you are probably in school, so you don't see it. But I see it all the time. I'll, I'll go to McDonald's while they're doing this promotion, this Monopoly game, and you'll see these winter Texans, and they'll buy their little sandwich and their Coke and their, and, and their fries, and they eat their food, and they never even peel it off. It bugs me. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I have been tempted to go into the trash and get it out just to see his boardwalk in there. Um, but it, it's, you know, I, I just feel I, I don't know how many times that must happen. But I would imagine that it probably happens where they just kind of throw away. And I think there was probably a million dollars there and you never even touched it. You never even thought about it. They just ate their food and threw it away. You know, sometimes young people, I think that in our in our age right now, in the age that you find yourself in, in these teenage years, I find a lot of young people that have the, par- the possibility to have boardwalk and park place. They have the possibility and the potential to have the greatest dream come true that they could ever have, and I see them throwing it away. Instead of living out God's will for their life where they're going to have peace, where they're going to have joy, And I know those are general things, so let me give you some specific things. Where they're going to have the job that they love to do. Where they're going to be married to a husband or a wife that they love waking up next to every day. Where they're going to have kids that they're going to have fun to to hang out with and and to raise. Where they're going to have friends that are going to encourage them and be there for them when life gets tough. I mean, I'm talking about a real life, a real purpose, a real joy And I see a lot of young people just throw it away. They throw it away for something so temporal. Something like that hamburger that you just enjoy for the moment, but by the next day you're hungry all over again. If you're going to avoid that kind of life, then you're going to need to get wisdom. The title of this lesson is, Hey buddy, you've got boardwalk, and that's the good news tonight for you. We're going to talk about wisdom, and I'm going to tell you, listen, to get wisdom is not like getting boardwalk. You don't have to be like the lucky one, one in 40 billion to do it, and you don't have to throw it away and say, well, I'll never get it, so I'm never, I'm never going to bother with it. No, you see, wisdom is available for every one. So what is wisdom? Let's go into your notes real quick. The wisdom of God. What is wisdom? Well, wisdom simply stated, is what God sees. Sometimes you'll hear me define it as seeing life from God's perspective. Just just seeing situations, seeing things the way God sees them. Wisdom is spiritual understanding, the ability to see and understand things from God's viewpoint. 
Now, when you see things from God's viewpoint, which is wisdom, you'll start seeing things differently than when you see them from your own perspective. I've stated this many times, and I'll state it again. When I was your age, in my teenage years, sports was a big thing. And, and, and the way I looked at sports was very different than the way I look at it today. I, I was sharing, I, I was at a school today doing some of the chapels, and I was sharing uh, with them, with the students there, how I remember when I was, I want to say I was in sixth grade, and I went to camp, and uh, it was at Camp Loma de Vida, and, and I think breakfast at that time was like at 7.30, I want to say 7.30, or 7.45 in the morning. I was in sixth grade, and I remember in that camp week, from Monday, well, not Monday, from Tuesday to Friday, I woke up every day by 6 a.m., and I went to the basketball court, and I was shooting free throws till 7.30. I remember a camp counselor coming, what are you doing? I said, I'm practicing free throws. Season's coming around. I mean, it was summer. But my perspective on basketball was, I got to get better. This is, this, is, this is my life here. This is what I want to do. But now, as I look at it, my perspective on sports is so much different. Back then, it was the most important thing to me. I could tell you the starting lineups. I could tell you uh, uh, who won you know, the last decade of championships. I could tell you what was going on, who was traded, and what their contract was for. I mean, it was all of that to me. But today, if you ask me about sports, I have no idea. I can honestly tell you in the NBA Finals, I don't even know if I watched even one game. Last year's Super Bowl... I know the Patriots won. I can't even remember if I even watched it. It's changed for me because I'm starting to see the way God sees it. And when you start looking at sports the way God sees it, you, you start seeing that things just aren't as important as they once were. You start seeing that really whoever wins the championship, nobody cares, right? I mean, let's be honest, right? 1987 Super Bowl champs. Does anybody know who they are? It wasn't the Patriots. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody really cares. 1976 Super Bowl champs, NBA champs, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Because sports really, it's just not that big of a deal where it impacts your life. But can I say that 20 years down the road, the, the, the friends that you choose today, that will impact your life. Can I tell you in about 10 to 12 years when many of you are going to be getting married, who you choose to marry, that will impact your life. So for those big decisions, you need to have wisdom. You need to start seeing things the way God sees them. Now, I want to give you some thoughts on this truth. Number one, God sees dangers that you cannot see. The reason you need God's wisdom in your life is he sees dangers that you and I do not see. I don't know if you've ever been to a mountain range, but if you've ever been on a mountain range or to a mountain range and you get on one of the mountains, if you look over like the valley where all the mountains are, you can see above all the trees and you can see everything pretty clearly. But if you get down from that mountain and you go into the middle of that valley, all you see is trees. You can't even see what's going on in the mountain over there. You can't see anything. All you can see is directly what's in front of you. That's it. 
your vision is very limited because you're not high enough to see everything around you. Can I tell you that at age 13 or 14 or 15, whatever age you are tonight, your teenage years, all you can see is what's directly in front of you. You really can't see the whole perspective. And that's why you've got to ask God, God, would you help me to see things from your perspective? Because from God's perspective, he can see everything. He can see how far the river is, and he can see where the danger is, and he can tell you where the snakes are, and he can tell you where the bears are. You have to walk through the woods to find out where those are, but God can see them way from up on high. And let me tell you, as you make the decisions that you're making right now in your life, you need someone that can overlook and say, look, there's danger here. Because God sees it all, God can tell you, God can help you see dangers that you cannot see. Let me also give you this truth. God sees blessings you cannot see. God not only sees dangers that you cannot see, but God sees blessings that you cannot see. It's funny. I I know I share with you some of the experiences that I had in my life, but I I can honestly tell you there are moments in my teenage years where, you know, I wasn't nearly as close to God as I am now. I can tell you that my perspective and my walk with God, man, it's a whole lot closer now than ever was then. But I'm so thankful that during those years, I can remember a youth pastor by the name of Joey Ford, who was the youth pastor at Providence Baptist Church, who would every week, we had Wednesday night services as well, and every Wednesday I can remember Pastor Ford getting up and just teaching the Word of God. And I'm so thankful that he would share with me, this is how God sees this. This is what God sees. And I'm so thankful that he would share with us some of the the truths that he did because, you know, there was blessings that God had for me that if you would have asked me about them in high school, I probably never would have seen them. But looking back now that I'm 35, I can see how God used Pastor Ford and, and those teachings. And I can see how God gave wisdom for certain situations of my life. And he's brought blessings into my life that, guys, I can tell you, money can never buy. Never. And I want you to think about in your life. God sees dangers that that are going to be coming into your life, but he also sees blessings for you down the road. And I want to encourage you tonight. Just make up in your mind tonight. I, I, I... I need to ask God to help me with that. Then I want you to understand this. God understands a purpose that you don't understand. Sometimes things happen in our lives and we really don't know why. And sometimes you can go through all your teenage years and never really figure out why. There's a purpose for it. I, 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 can I say there's a purpose for the family that you have? I know I've talked to certain people that say, man, I wish I had your family. I wish I had your brothers. Your brothers seem like they're a lot of fun. And they are. They're not too smart, but they're a lot of fun. Okay? I'm kidding. I've heard people say, man, I, 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 you know, your, your, your family looks just, I, I wish I had your family. And I, and I have to look back at them and say, you know, the truth is God gave you a great family too. Now, I don't know why your family does what it does, and I know that not every family situation is a great situation. 
But there's a purpose for it. I don't know what God's purpose is in allowing you to experience that. I, I don't know. I, I know, uh, I, I remember with my cousin Josue, I remember uh, uh, so many times talking about, we would talk about how we want to go to the same Christian school, and we never got to. Our closest was in our senior year, and, and, and we thought we were going to, and, and I went to Florida, and then I was, I was staying with uh, my brothers in Florida. He lived in Florida, and we thought, we can, we can finally go to the same Christian school, and, and we just never got to. But there's a purpose for it. I, don't, I, I can't really tell you exactly what that purpose is. Even at this moment, I can't tell you. But I know that God had a purpose for it. Whatever experiences that you're having in your life right now, whatever it is that the school that you're going to, whatever the friends that God has brought into your life, they all have a purpose for the plan that God has for you. And you need God's wisdom in your life so you can say, God, I know you have a purpose. I don't see it, but you see it. God, help me to just believe that your purpose is better than my purpose. And then I want to say this about God's wisdom, God offers to let you see and understand what see, he sees and understands. That's what God's wisdom is all about. God is so amazing, young people, that he will begin to allow you to see what he is seeing. And by the way, you don't have to be 35 years old to have wisdom. I've seen some very wise 13 and 14 and 15-year-olds. I've met them. Many of them are in our church. I thank God for so many that have gone through this youth group, and they, they were just wise in their relationships. They weren't perfect in their relationships, but they were wise in their relationships. I think I've had the privilege to marry, I think, four of them so far that were seventh graders, and I remember them even before they were in our youth at seventh grade. And I remember just getting to know them over the years and watching them as they grew in our youth group. Man, I, I can't tell you how proud I was of them. I showed some pictures on Sunday of Jasmine and Victor and, and um, Fabian and, and, and Patricia and man, these young couple. They just did it right, Z and Robbie and... I'm so thankful for the fact that they decided, you know what, we're just going to be wise in our teenage years. They weren't perfect. Not everything they did was flawless and sinless. I'm not saying that that's what, what happened, but they did it right. And when they walked down the aisle, they walked down pure. And, and you ask them about their marriage today, and they're loving it. It's fun. It's great. There's no jealousy between one or the other simply because as they were going through their teenage years, they began to ask God, God, will you give us wisdom? Help us to see things that we're not seeing, dangers that are out there, blessings that are out there, a greater purpose than what I can see. And God says, here, I'm going to give that to you. Absolutely. God's not trying to have you go on an Easter egg hunt and just see if you'll be lucky if you make a right choice or not. God says, I can tell you which is the right choice. Are you willing to listen to me? Are you willing to see it from my perspective? That's God's wisdom. There in your notes, I want to say this evening, not only what wisdom is, which is seeing what God sees, but the value of wisdom for your future decisions. You see, there are two types of people who can look at the same exact situation and come up with 
two completely different conclusions and response plans when it comes to life. I mean, you could ask somebody, should I date this person? If you ask two different people, they might have two different answers for you. It all depends on what their perspective is on what you're doing on that decision. And so there's a lot of value and wisdom for the future decisions that you're going to be making. Now, let me give you some thoughts on that. Number one, fools die because they don't have it. The Bible says that the simple or the foolish man, because he lacks God's wisdom, perishes. He suffers for it. So many times in our life, the reason that you find people that are not so happy with where they're at in life, and they're 22 and 23 and 24 years old, the reason for that, because they've been really foolish in their life. You see, when you start looking at life all through what it is, what is it going to be about me? What's it going to do for me? You get so enwrapped and so selfish in your perspective of life, lacking all kinds of wisdom, ignoring wisdom in your life, and just saying, I'm going to go my way. I did it my way. I love it my way. And they go down this perspective. When you have that selfish perspective, listen, you can get so much of yourself that you get to a point where it doesn't satisfy, and because it doesn't satisfy, but you're so selfish, you'll just take your life. Suicide rates are very high with teenagers today. I often, it, it boggles my mind, how can, how can you be at 19 and 18 and 17 and want to take your life? Life hasn't even started. Life gets funner as you get past those years. Life gets better. But you know what? Somebody can't see that when they're being foolish in their decisions. Someone can't see that when they got their eyes off of God's wisdom and they're just looking at man's wisdom. See, the value of wisdom in your life for future decisions is big because fools die without it, the Bible says. Wisdom is better than any worldly possession. In fact, the Bible says that over and over in Proverbs, it's to be more valued than silver and gold. There's just great importance in wisdom. Let me read to you what Colossians 1.9 says. It says, For this cause we do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Then I say, Ecclesiastes 9.16, Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. By the way, this is the wisest guy that the earth has ever known, Solomon. And he said, wisdom is better than strength. You know what's more important than a lot of the relationships in life? You know what's more important than you doing so great in whatever competition you're in? You know what's more important? Wisdom. Ecclesiastes 9, 18, wisdom is better than weapons of war. Ecclesiastes 7, 19, wisdom strengthens the wise more than 10 mighty men which are in the city. Proverbs 24, 3, through wisdom is in house builded and by understanding it is established. I'm telling you, the value of wisdom in your life is so important. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. 
And can I say this? Following godly wisdom brings true success into your life. We live in a world that is always changing its definition of success. For some people, success is getting to be the boss at your job. If you're a CEO, you're successful. For some people, it's how much money you make. If you have a really high salary, you must be successful. Most of us in this room, probably, if you like sports, you, you look at these athletes, these professional athletes, oh, they're successful. Because they play a sport and they make a lot of money, and, and we define success that way. For some people, it's recognition. If I can get my name in this magazine, this article, if I can get published somehow, I'm successful. But can I tell you guys that none of that is success? I mean, if it was really success and it really was so fulfilling, then why does some of the most successful people take their life? Why are some of the famous and successful people so miserable? If success is that. You see, the world's always changing its definition of success. It doesn't really have a stable definition of success. It's not very constant. It's always changing because they can never find it. Can I tell you, when you get wisdom in your life, godly wisdom, it's going to bring true success to you. You're going to see that success isn't really accomplishing all these things. Success, listen, is just living out God's purpose for my life. That's a success. I, I can tell you of Christian missionaries, and I can tell you of Christian martyrs over the 2,000 years since Christ was on this earth. They gave their life, and I can tell you they're greater success than anybody I know today. Missionaries that go to China and risk their life to share the message that Jesus died for them, that hell is real and heaven is sweet, and that there is a way there, and his name is Jesus Christ. And for risking that, many of them are in prison tonight, and many of them have given their life. And let me tell you, they're successful tonight. And we can't see it so many times because we're too earthly-minded. We're not heavenly-minded. One day we're going to meet some of them, this world is going to pass away and everything in it. But there's another world coming, young people. A real world that's eternal. A real world where it's going to be a, somewhat like this world, except better. There's not going to be sorrow. There's not going to be pain. There's not going to be any of that. But we're going to really realize who the real successful people were. And that successful people, those successful people you're going to find are those that have godly wisdom in their life. If there's anything I can impress upon you tonight, anything I can encourage you tonight to do, is make sure that in your life, in these teenage years, that you're saying, God, I want that wisdom. God, I'm going to value wisdom in my life. Next week, we're going to talk about how do you find that wisdom and apply it. We're going to talk about that next week, but this week I just want you to think about that. Number one, what is wisdom? And two, think about the value that it has. Think about how without it, where will you be? And look at our world with so many people that don't have wisdom, what they're doing, and realize that's not what you want. Aim higher, aim better. 
with godly wisdom in your life, you'll find that your purpose is so much greater than what you think it is. And the blessings of God are so much better than what you think they are. And you can avoid so much danger and pain and sorrow when you have godly wisdom. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed tonight.